We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But before we go left, do you have tattoos left? I do. I have three. How many do you have left? I got a full sleeve and a side piece on my ribs on my left side. See, I am jealous because I've always wanted a sleeve. And the only reason I didn't get a sleeve is because of my position in ministry. Now, okay. Now, how do you feel about it now? Because I feel like that was a thought. Maybe what ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Um, I because always... now I know you see media guys are all type of looks, you know. Oh, absolutely. You're talking about from like a ministry standpoint. Absolutely, I know plenty of guys that have sleeves, and you know, my brother's a praise and worship leader, and he has a double sleeve. So, for me, I just always took it into consideration. I've always been a proponent of, you know, artwork. That has meaning. That's right. Right. So That's my right. entire back, my entire back is a cross with angel wings that represents my call and certain things that are like really important to me. That's my back. Um, my arm, my left arm is my wife's name. And then over my heart. Did you do no, the? I, did you do the matching tattoos, or you just got that on your own? No, we we went and got it together. We went and got it together. We got married in April, and then that summer we went and got two different fonts. My font is different than hers, but I have her name on my left arm, and she has my name on her left arm. Yeah, that's real. And and my third one I got was right after my daughter was born. Yep. Uh, the footprint that they take in the hospital, I got that footprint over my heart. So I've always been a proponent, like, yo, if you're going to get a tattoo, it has to be meaningful. It has to be meaningful. Now, others just get it for artistic expression, and that's fine as well. You know, I'm not saying that's the way it has to be. I'm just all about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think that's a, you know, the main oh, thing of reason why I like tattoos as well is because of that. Yeah. Because of the fact that they got some meaning, great storytelling, great expression of art. And it's <laughs> funny how. Wait a minute. Coach Vic, this is so true. And I've known since I was 13 that I had a call. My brother has always, my youngest brother is a worship leader. And it's a five-year difference between us. My little brother got an earring when he was 14 left on his own. He just went to, I don't know how, he went to the mall and got his ear pierced at 14. He got a tattoo when he was 16 left. 16. You know what the tattoo was left? This dude went and got the Playboy bunny on his left arm. Oh, Jesus. My parents lost it. My parents lost it. On that, like big or little, or what? It was, you know, the little Playboy bunny. You know, he got the tattoo. So my dad made him get something else. He didn't tell him he couldn't have a tattoo, but he was like, "Yo, you got to get something else." So yeah. you know, his boy did a nice. That just can't be piece. singularly hanging on your body. Right, right. So he got him a nice little piece to cover that up, and then he put his nickname, which is J Rock. That's what we call him, over the top of the art. So. Yes, Coach Vic, I agree. Worship leaders always get away with more. I agree. Wholeheartedly, man. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> lucky, lucky podcast. That's funny. That's absolutely funny. Man, it's a debate. What's the debate going on about people that play? I see it's pretty hot in the chat, man. How do you feel, Left? My, my thing is, how do you feel about um, tattoos and getting them done as far as sports teams? Like uh, like people tatting sport teams on them. Yeah, like how how loyal are you to your sports team as a fan? Yeah, it's so fickle, man. I think it's got it's if you gonna do it, you gotta have one of them double triple entendres where it means five different things. Because if you just getting the logo now, and you don't own no part of the team. You ain't no season lifetime ticket holder. Mm. Your cousin, your grandpa, your brother ain't played. Your dad ain't played. If you don't even live in the same area code as the team. Right. You 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 looked at real different. So now, you some guys would you get an ND tatted on you at some point? 
Man, listen. <laughs> I think <laughs> some guys do. Mm-hmm. And I think that Indy is a tiny Indy. They probably going to charge you 23% <laughs> for licensing fees. But I think that it's it's cool, man, because it shows what really means to some people. I mean, Notre Dame does a really good job of recruiting people that seem to put an ND tat on them. I know many teammates that have. Really? And, oh, this is, yeah. This is oh, new yeah. information. I don't even know Notre Dame oh, yeah. fans would love to know. Like, what percentage would you put – on Notre Dame players that actually get the MB or something connected to it's now now it's it's more niche. I'd say a five percent, you know, because okay. you got to think not everybody got tattoos, but other guys you you come across, especially guys that, uh, <laughs> I know this is messed up to say, guys that probably wouldn't have expected to be at Notre Dame. Some of them mm-hmm. gotten tatted like man, I if I had made it here type of thing, and you know it's a, it's a step in life. I think it shows an accomplishment. A progress, a journey that you made through it. Notre Dame means a lot to certain people in that regard. So it's it is funny. I have seen some guys from nothing to Notre Dame tatted on them for sure. Wow, wow, Lucky Lefty podcast. I would have never known that that was the case. Here it is, Left. So check this out. Here, I'll just check this out. I'm speechless, bro. I, I got no upset. <laughs> so That's right. That's right. Cry. 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 Went ahead and got a Bills logo with the Super Bowl logo for this year tattooed on his arm. Cry harder. And Pat Mahomes sent him home. But but what was he expecting? Pat Mahomes still in the league. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is still playing football. See, this is what I'm saying. You got to be careful, man. You got to be careful, bro. Now, he don't everybody, everybody cannot be the, the, the 85 Bears. Actually recording the Super Bowl shuffle in the middle of the season. You can't do that. Everybody can't do that. Everybody can't do you that. You said they recorded in the middle of the season. They recorded the Super Bowl shuffle in the middle of the season, Left. That's a fact. Everybody can't be the 85 Bears. Everybody can't be Patrick Mahomes and book the Airbnb yeah. next build to it, the build stadium. Building a house next to the stadium in summer advance. Dream right. house right next to the, to the Super Bowl every year. Just... He said, y'all done moved in. The family done been there. We done had holidays there already. Clark Hunt on the phone like, hey, Pat. Yeah, man, we can't do the Tyreek deal, dog. We're going to have to let him walk. You cool with that? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, man. We just we just don't want to give him that much money up front. Can you make it happen? Yes, sir. I can make it happen. Can you make it happen? Hey, honey, they just let Tyreek go to Miami. Book that Airbnb. We going to the Super Bowl. Everybody can't be Pat Mahomes. Everybody can't be Pat Mahomes. You can't. Let's do it. Hey, they just let go. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just book it. Yeah, go ahead. Put the money in. Uh, get the one with the nice window front where we can we can bike to the stadium. 
they, they everything's open because it is early in the year. Right. It's early in the year. We got ain't nobody booking stuff. Man, ultimate flex. Ultimate My man flex. and his boys are bogus. But his boys probably told him, like, hey man, let us get through this Pat Mahomes game first. Like, at least let us get through the Chiefs. He ain't had no real friends, but he ain't had no real football no. friends that were no. unbiased. He must no. have had all he was in the Buffalo Colt. Is God there anybody congregation? Is there, is there anyone that got an ND tattoo that you said, are you sure, man? Rico Flores. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, like, what? Like, it don't make no sense, man. It don't make no sense. I even <laughs> think Devontae Neal got an ND tat. So. You said Devontae Neal got one? Yeah. Really? Like so a small was- one. Devontae, yeah, he played well, halfback, fullback for a while. Yeah. So it's just like, come on, guys. He just that's why you can't, you can't, in my opinion, get a tattoo off the moment of something that you go through. You know what I mean? Man. I, man, Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. That's crazy. I just can never do it. I know that for sure. Not no school, man. Oh, I could never do that. Because what if the school got some crazy allegations? Like, oh, they got bodies under the under the campus or something. You, you gonna be rapping that? You don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what. Now it makes sense when it's your kid. Because people told me I was crazy when I got my wife, man. People go because people first of all, and I'm like people, uh, people love to be negative on people's relationships. Facts. Like, so that's Facts. just you know they don't be hating regardless, but. And then it's like everybody loves to be that hindsight, I told you so type of person anyway. Oh, I told you it was going to happen. But, you know, you, you're you not going to touch a significant other if you if you don't mean it. You know, even if you meant it in the moment, it's got to fit to be on your body. I know you probably had to think long and hard, like, yeah, this is real. You know, playing around. And only you would know. So it ain't, it don't really matter, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I didn't really care, and it wasn't even a thought. Like, all of my tattoos have been spontaneous, left. Like, literally, I was at the crib, and I was like, I'm about to go do this. And I literally got <laughs> up and did it. You did it done, yeah. Like, me and my wife. It was just like a conversation, like, yo, no, be dope. Da-da, what, we got each other's names, da-da-da. Oh, yeah, let's go do it. We went and did it. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's I cool, was literally man. sitting in the house and I was like, yo, I want a tattoo for my birthday. And I was like, but it's got a something that really means something. And I was like, yo, I know exactly what I want to get. I told my wife and she was like, you're going to get your whole back tatted? I was like, yeah. Got up, drove to the north side to Jay Dragon. Got the tat. Took all night. I broke one of the artist's uh, guns. He had to use two guns to finish it. But hey, and the same thing with my daughter. I looked at her one day and was like, yo, I'm getting this. So it is what it is. Wide receivers left. Very important because we talk about the next step that Notre Dame needs to take in the passing game. 
And we've been talking about must-haves for Notre Dame in recruiting. In order for Notre Dame to take the next step in the passing game, we know how important the quarterback position is, including incoming freshmen, current guys, and the transfer portal. Who are your guys that must become dudes? These are the guys that must make the big plays in the biggest moments for Notre Dame. Give me your top three. This Jeremiah season. Love. Jeremiah Love. In the passing game, you're throwing him into the passing game, huh? Yeah. Because okay. I believe we gotta we gotta use Jeremiah okay. Love more okay. than just getting the ball off. Okay. Chris Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to be a guy in-house. You know what I mean? I wanted to be a guy in-house. Maybe a, a Jaden Thomas or a Deion Cosley get on speed or you know, uh, which would be on brand. Notre Dame is notorious for guys in their senior year. That's what I'm saying. The senior you year, know. and and you know what's even cooler? Denbrock knows that. Denbrock was there with, during times. You know, he knows what a. So I think, and why it's important is because that way is 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 throughout the room. Every part of the receiver room plays a part, mm-hmm. and the running back room because we some one of the running backs gonna have to have some receptions. In just my opinion, in terms of being a throwing behind a line of scrimmage type of offense, because I take Jeremiah Love in space, I take him running up the middle, I take him one on one on a linebacker, you know, a Kyron Williams type. Yeah. Kyron Williams was a top three reason for the passing game in 2017, mm-hmm. or what was that, 20, 2019. It was him, Kevin Austin, yeah. and Michael Mayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had big moments. He had big moments in the passing game. He did. Yeah, him, Kevin Austin, and Michael Mayer. Those were the. So it should be Jeremiah Love, and I. And it's easy to say a tight end, but man, I think we have so much that we brought in, and and so much to be expected for with Denbrock and how he just had two NFL outside receivers. It's like, come on. Tight end is going to be obviously that constant, but at like a a 3B, like the – you don't really have to say nothing because you know that's going to be in there, you know. Yeah. But it can't be one or two. Right. That was been our problem. They've been one or two for like the last eight years. Like <laughs> it need to be – need to be a, a real good – like, okay, now at Kansas City, Travis Kelsey is a one, and we get that. And tight ends have had some similar production as a one in our offense. We got Tyler Eifert. We got Michael Mayer, Cole Komet. But in my opinion, we've seen the ceiling with how far that can go with them being number one. That's all I'm saying. We know we can get them drafted. We know we can get some really good ones in. But that hasn't been a formula for a national championship team throwing the football to their tight end as their number one guy. That just hasn't been the the thing. So if we can have a great production, but as a three, which forces everybody else to step their game up, I think we can really do something special this year. I'm sorry about that. You gave me something to think about because I did not think about – 
the tight end dynamic, I was thinking strictly, I'm going to stick to strictly wide receivers. Okay. And I'm going to say, I need Cam Williams because I know a lot of people. I need Cam Man. Williams. See, I need, no, 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 no. He's not on my list. He's not on my uh, list. But I want to explain why. It okay. has nothing to do with his talent. Right. If he if his talent forces its way into a position to be a let, happen. Dude, let it happen. Rico you don't Flores, like the premature stuff. Yeah, Rico Flores wasn't he that was forced. They that was forced, Rico, and forced. They forced Rico a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't want that for Cam Williams. If Cam Williams can come in and I don't know how I just muted myself. If Cam Williams can come in and do what Tobias Merriweather did this year. Or Chris is, Brown in 2012. Or, exactly. Or, which is what, just be the big play dude in big moments. Just That's be Chris a big Brown, play dude. Yeah. Big play speed dude. Look, you got big play. Multiple You're not times. asking running slants. Why? Why? You will have more impact running these posts, running these, because nobody exactly. really knows yet. Exactly. Get your exactly. feet wet. Don't exactly. overcomplicate. Catch the ball, wow some people, and then you work your way down into the the, the now, option routes and all the other stuff, you know. I said Notre Dame dropped the ball on Tobias Merriweather's development. I've been upfront about that. I said what we saw from him this year should have been his freshman year stats. Give me 14 catches, 300 yards, averaging 20 yards a catch with a couple of touchdowns. If I can get that from Cam Williams as a freshman, I'm good. I'm good because I know the next step is coming. I know he's a big play dude. That's all you want from your freshman. If you can get some big plays and moments, that's great. I don't need him to have to come in and be a dude. Right. Chris Mitchell, I need you to be a dude. You're number one on my list. You you got yeah. You you yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You have to come here and continue. He was he was two production. he was two on mine, I think. We both had him, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like, dude, get Chris. Bo Collins, hey man. The moniker at Clemson is that the production never matched the expectations. Hey, you got a clean slate here, bro. With a better quarterback, in my opinion, I understand. You had to deal with DJ Uagalele and you had to deal with Cade Clubney. That's not a lot for you to work with as a wide receiver. My heart goes out to you, young man. My heart goes out to you. But you're at Notre Dame with a better quarterback. Yeah. And, and Mike Denbrock. Let's go get it done, Bo. Let's go get it done. Let's go, hey, let's go get it done. I don't care about Clemson. Right? Because at mm. Clemson, they might have wanted you to be the next Mike Williams, put up 80 catches for like 1,200 yards. All we want is 50, maybe 40. That's it. That's all. That's it. Does does Bo Collins have elite talent, though? That's the question. Does he we have know he has elite, elite size. Johnny Wilson is not elite. But Johnny Wilson was consistent at Florida State as a big physical oh, yeah. receiver. Yes. That's it. But Give us I don't think that Bo Collins is the physical John well, Wilson, not, that he, as, not as big as yeah, but they but style and, of play. And then I also think though why it's important is because the talent has to be elite mm -hmm. due to the fact that the ball isn't just spread around the try. 
to see if guys are elite this year. Because we got go-tos. You see what I'm saying? And then so when your plays come <clears throat> in moments, that's where you got to be elite. We don't want to see the Clemson Bo Collins when it's third down and you may not have gotten the ball all game, but we need you to catch it this time. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Mitchell will get more receptions. I just think that watching him, he has a knack for the football, or maybe that was just a relationship with his quarterback, but he has a knack to get open. And for a guy like Riley Leonard, he'll be looking at Bo Collins for the the the, the big plays, the jump balls, I can imagine, the one-on-ones in, in the red zone. And that's a niche position. <laughs> That's a niche thing because now you got to go in and it's not like you got all the space in the world. Maybe you got to go against bump and run because it's short distance and you got to make a one-hand tough grab. That's where the elite skills have to show because you just can't – because you coming in just being good has proven that it's just not good enough amongst a good team. You just won't ever – show. you would never stand out to make yourself seem like it was worth it. Brandon Joseph was a good player. He didn't stand out in the defense. And he couldn't come back because of it. <laughs> Sam Hartman didn't stand out. And we forced it. And it was it was conjecture with that. Jack Jack Cone earned it. Because Jack Cone did things we didn't expect. He had moments. Gave us way more wins than we expected in the transition year. And dealt with playing half the time. He played great in moments. Transfers have to play great in moments at Notre Dame. You were all-around great player, yeah, but at Notre Dame, the ball is only one of them. And you got guys that got the most receptions in college last year. You got guys that are coming from an elite program. You got guys that are expected to be number one quarterback in the draft next year. You got running backs that are, are three and done. You got a couple of those in the tank. Obviously, you can just close your eyes and pick a tight end in the dark room and come out with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to know to play your role. And you've seen how it doesn't work for some guys. Now, obviously, with Lorenzo Styles, there was a coaching thing, this, that, and the third. But he had to find his role in that position. He had to find his way in, his way to stay. Because offense changed, you know, over over that time, too. Yeah. So it can be frustrating if you can't adapt and go with the flow because Notre Dame has a lot of talent on his hands more times than not. So it's different than being a guy where you get 30 shot attempts a game. You come into a place where you get P.J. Tucker minutes. You might go 48 minutes with – 10 rebounds and zero shot attempts. Because at the end of the day, why, how do we win every year? Because it ain't just one dude. <laughs> you know I mean? It's never just a one-man effort in a Notre Dame win. That's why we're consistent, you know, as a as a team. What gets us over the hump is having that dude on top of that. <laughs> you, you got a good team because you everybody plays their party, do their role, they got talent. You add a dude in the mix, oh, you winning championships. We have a team with a bunch of guys that are okay, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're not worried about the schedule. 
But when we playing them teams and now every everything's shaped to the bottom of the jar, okay, it's some it's some competition around. Who who gonna be that dude that's like, I'm I'm here? <laughs> who gonna be our Tyran Matthew? You know, our Jalen Ramsey or Keon Coleman. So it's a balance. I think this is where Marcus Freeman learns offense a lot more because he's gonna have to. Now this now the spotlight is even more concentrated on him. Because now you're getting further and further away from it just being a program you took over. Now it's your program. If he has to bowl against Oklahoma State, okay, yeah, you did some good things, you know, but it's flashing the pan, you know. It was good to see. We know it's not your fault. This ain't all your people you want. Next year, okay, we we weaning off of what we wanted to do. Weaning off of it. So okay, you take some lumps. Now you in year three, it's like, all right, man. <laughs> all right now. What are we doing? Where are we going? So I think that's where we are at this point. It's funny because there's a conversation going on where we're going to end this show talking about what's fair to the Notre Dame quarterback room and quarterbacks in general when it comes to wins and losses, right? Because, I mean, that's applied to quarterback. That you lose a game, that goes on your record, bro. There is no win-loss record for a defensive end, a running back, an offensive lineman. <laughs> it's only the quarterbacks that get that applied to them. We're going to end the show with that because it connects to the expectations with Riley Leonard that I think are unfair and left thinks they're on par. But like the conversation right now about Josh Allen is right along with that. I'm empathetic to quarterbacks, man. And the game of football is nuanced. There's a lot of things that my third guy, so we can end this, because I have Bo Collins third. Chris Mitchell is number one. Number two, I'm with you. Somebody out of the current roster has to step up. Current it, roster, it yeah. It could be Dave House. If we were willing to bet money, it would probably be on Jordan Faison right now. Because yeah, Jordan Faison, yeah. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to step up. And you need I mean, to it's open. Do. It's open. That's the one thing. It's, Absolutely. It's definitely open and, and looking and taking applications. And Jay Thomas could be that dude. It he could. I mean, hey, it's all about the right coach that believes in you and you're at the right position on the depth chart from a year standpoint where it's put up or shut up in a lot of cases. And mm-hmm. the one thing you do know is that you're gonna get a chance. You a senior, they gonna have a focus on them seniors, obviously in the beginning of the year. It's your opportunity to at least get cool with them, Brock. <laughs> Mike Brown, you know, you got you got a network, now. <laughs> right? Right. You got politics with the football this year for sure. So, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Can I give you now? Tell me what you think about this, Left. I'm just gonna say this, and then you give me a, a quick synopsis, and uh, I'll let you, I'll let it stand. Yesterday, FanDuel put out its Heisman odds for 2024. You ready for this? Okay. Carson Beck is seven and a half to one. 
Mm. Quinn Ewers, seven and a half to one. Mm. Dylan Great Gabriel, now at Oregon, is 10 to one. Will Howard is 12 to one. Jalen Milrow is 12 to one. Nico Imaliva is 15 to one. He hasn't taken a, well, he played in a bowl game, but he hasn't taken a regular season snap as a starter. Jackson Arnold is 18 to one for Oklahoma. Jackson Dart is 18 and 1 for Ole Miss. Garrett Nussmeyer, for LSU, 18 to 1. Noah Fafita is 20 to 1. Really? As hot as he is on the market? I thought he should have been higher than the previous four quarterbacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he balled out this year for real. Riley Leonard is at 20 to 1. Outside looking in. Cam Ward is 20 to 1, and Connor Wegman is 20 to 1. What does that tell you that they had Riley Leonard at 20 to 1, even though he transferred to Notre Dame? Did you expect it to be higher, or is that about where you expected him to be? I know that Notre Dame, he's at that part because of Notre Dame. So I think it's the perfect position you want to be in because you're just irrelevant enough that you can build a case. Guys that are that high right now, you're supposed to be ready to go out the box. Riley Leonard can slowly build his case during the year with these nice dubs and position himself in some wins in the later in the season, possibly when other teams arise as competition, right? Mm-hmm. He can make the most out of it. So 20 to 1 is really good considering the fact that you're on a, a in a position where you know, you can go to the stratosphere with this team. It ain't like you you have to pull all the resources together to have a good season. You got the table set, like we always talk about. So he has a chance to really uh, fly under the radar long enough to, to pop out with some pretty impressive wins late. And then in the, I don't know if they're going to do redo when they hand out the Heisman, but if the playoffs make any difference, that, then that's your time to shine. Jackson Arnold and Nico being that high is ridiculous. Well, the money talking for Nico. You know, he's been cornered in a position, cornered in a position where it's like, all right, uh, it's time to get this money well paid, like well spent, you know. Man, yeah, man. Congratulations in order for J.D. Bertrand, who has been named the first team academic All-American Sports communication uh, with a GPA of 3.63. Congratulations wow. to J.D. Bertrand, man, on his selection. First team academic All-American by the college sports communications. I can see, I can definitely see J.D. Bertrand doing TV after a few years. Because he's going to make the NFL special teams probably. He's going to probably be very impressive at the Senior Bowl. I expect him to test decently at the pro day and make a make a NFL team probably start a few games have a nice career in the NFL and then transition perfectly into uh sports media absolutely if that's what he wants to do so congratulations to JD Bertrand man can we get into this left how fair is the win loss upon the quarterback in football how fair is the win-loss 
that's laid upon quarterbacks in football. I mean, it's it's weighed heavily, but also it's very uh, choosy as well mm. because we've seen guys who are one and two as prospects with damn near the same record. One gets zero talked about, and one gets criticized for it, but he actually won a Heisman. But they're talking about his season after and the win-loss. They were 75. Well, the other guy that you got locked in is number two, if not one, didn't do much better. Mm. But you don't count those as win-losses because of where he's at under the radar basketball team. That's a basketball school. Yeah. So maybe the immediate attention on win losses are grateful. Like like we had our, our guy and Ken told you, you said if you win consistently eight games in North Carolina, you getting a statue. Yeah. A statue. Sam Hartman at Wake Forest might get a statue over there. But then eight, nine wins we had at Notre Dame, that don't get you no statue. That gets you criticized. Because you didn't meet the expectation of winning the three games that matter. So it is weighed heavily depending on where you are. And I think when you are doing it when you're not expected to do it, like a Jameis Winston, go undefeated, win a championship, first year starter, all of that, winning is going to be something they can't take from you. Yeah. They can't take it from you. Okay. Now they can't, they can't say nothing now. Right. But they don't equate the win losses to a guy that won the Heisman this year. Jaden Daniels was eight and four this year and won the Heisman. But you got a guy, Michael Penix, who went twelve and one to the championship. A guy JJ McCarthy went undefeated twenty seven and one in his career and didn't get that factored in as to why they should win the Heisman. So winning and losing matters a lot, I think, when you come to evaluation for the league. They really look at winning loss over, I think, in my opinion, anything else because especially with certain guys. But then the game has become so rigged almost to where you get these super teams, hmm. right, where yeah. teams like me and you could play for the same team, have the same surrounding and do the same numbers because the team is just so good. So your win and losses are almost thrown out the window because they're like, man, you played for the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs, man. <laughs> My mom could have quarterbacked a great season. Like, come on, man. You. That's why you got guys like Jake Fromm. He was probably like 30-1 and one as a guy. But see, that that's the nuance of it. You can say what you want to say about Stetson Bennett. I can go pull three – Moments. Remember, we talked about give me the Sam Harbin moments from this year, and we yeah. had to struggle to find the moments. Stephen Bennett easily has three moments in that season, even though he played with great talent. Yo, down ten, down ten in the fourth quarter to Ohio State, moments. Championship game against Alabama, fourth quarter, moment. That's your job as a quarterback. Doesn't man? I forgot who said this. I think it was on NFL Live. The legendary uh, pass from Joe Montana to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone in the NFC Championship game. Did you realize that up to that point, 
Joe Montana had thrown three interceptions and had lost the fumble in that game. Nobody ever talks about that. Why? All they talk about is that moment. That's right. That helped San Francisco get to that first Super Bowl. As a quarterback, man, it's unfair because your coach can make a terrible decision like Sean McDermott did on Sunday with the fake punt. Your, your wide receivers can drop passes. I don't have any empathy for Josh Allen and his wide receivers. Dude, Patrick Mahomes dealt with that the entire year. Chuck, dude, you don't get no empathy from me as a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes has had a terrible wide receiver core the entire year. Damn. When you have an opportunity to make plays, you have to make the plays. It doesn't matter what has happened before that point. When you have an opportunity to move in the pocket a little bit and hit that post, make it. When you have an opportunity to possibly hit Stefan Diggs or Ken Cage on the third down to extend the drive, hit it. Those are your, you, Josh Allen, you left it up to the kicker. You could have taken the kicker and the kicker's failed. Totally agree. Tom Brady had Adam Vinatieri his whole, the majority of his career. Stayed his butt in a, a bunch of times. Bucker for Kansas City, very solid kicker. I think he missed like one field goal this year, if I'm not mistaken, in the regular season. That's great for Patrick Mahomes to have. Great. But when you get moments, it really doesn't matter how bad you play, how bad your coach has been. Brock Purdy was awful Saturday, bro. But on that last drive, he was six for seven. Put him away. Yeah. That's why moments matter over wins and losses. But usually moments that you have equate to wins and losses as well. So it's hand in hand, yet can be viewed as it's like what they call homonyms. They sound the same, but they different. No, that's a there and there. What's that called? <laughs> yeah, it's like there and there. Sound the same. Wins and losses and moments sound the same. Man, people gotta stop. 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 Y'all gotta stop. It's the same thing. Remember when I say Stop protecting Notre Dame. Notre Dame does not need protection. There no. is no kingdom to protect. No. Like, just tell the truth about situations. Even if you have to have a nuanced conversation. Tell the truth about the situation. That's fine. Who said Josh Allen wasn't a dude? We're not even discussing that. That's not even the discussion. We're talking about fairness to quarterbacks. And people that are critical of Josh Allen on Sunday are fair. That's it. It comes with the position, dude. You have the ball in your hand more than anybody else, which means you impact winning for your team more than anybody else. That's football. High school, college, Notre Dame, Buffalo, Kansas City, whoever. 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 The, and the unfair part is football is not Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen didn't play one down against Patrick Mahomes. Nope. He went up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which happens to be one of the best defenses in football. 
for all these arguments that are being put forth for Josh Allen, I didn't hear anybody, everybody ripped Peyton Manning every time he lost to Tom Brady. Yeah. Ripped him. Ripped him. Ripped him. Nobody said, well, man, the, the Patriots defense is better than the Colts defense. Nobody ever said that. Nobody cared. Which is a nuanced part of the conversation because the Patriots defense was consistently better and had a better coach in Bill Belichick. But nobody wanted to make that excuse for Peyton Manning. Nobody. You lost. Tom Brady beat you again. Period. Period. You can play great in a game. Carl Anthony Towns scored 61 points last night and they lost. And he got pulled by his coach. They cheated, though. They definitely cheated. He got pulled by his coach because his coaches said all he was doing was chucking and he wasn't playing defense. Mm. You can have a great game and fail in the biggest moment. He failed in the biggest moment. You have to protect him. Tell the truth. He had an opportunity to win the game, and he failed. Just say it. It's okay. It's a part of football. His stats were fantastic, but he failed. Brock Brock Purdy stunk it up for three and a half quarters, but when the 49ers needed him most, he came through. It's okay. Just speak what it is. Stop trying to Dude, why are people afraid to speak the truth in situations, even if it's nuanced? Speak the nuance of the situation. Hell, Dak played great. Did he? Yeah, good night. No, Dak had empty calories, man. Dak but it, how's that? That's the same as Josh Allen. Empty. No, no, that's, that's not. I disagree with that. I think Josh Allen had a way more efficient game than Dak Prescott had in the playoffs. Don't come telling me Dak threw for 400 when they were down 20-some points because of him. No. Why not? No. Why not? Nope. Nope. I'm not buying that. No. But Josh Allen do for 200 rushing, 200 passing and lose. No. That's totally different. That's apples and that's what that's the nuanced conversation. That's the fair and unfair, in my opinion. Yes. That's a nuanced conversation. We're not here to say Josh Allen isn't a dude. But you know what I can definitively definitively say? He ain't Pat Mahomes. He definitely ain't. He ain't. I don't care how much of a dude you think he is. He ain't Pat Mahomes. Period. He's not. If you want to debate between him and Joe Burrow, have at it. If you want to debate between him and Lamar Jackson, have at it. He ain't Pat Mahomes. He's not. He's just not. And that's fine. You know why? Pat Mahomes has moments, far more moments, where he's shown up for his team. Because everybody going into that game was saying, this is the moment Josh Allen proves that he is stepping into that next echelon. That was the entire story going into the – if he's going to beat Patrick Mahomes, this is the year he has to do it. This is Patrick Mahomes' least talented team. Least talented offensive guys around him. Worst offensive line he's ever had. And he didn't get it done. The Buffalo Bills didn't get it done. Sean McDermott didn't get it done. Sean McDermott, if the Buffalo Bills ownership wanted to get another coach, I would have no problem. Because Sean McDermott screwed up the 13 seconds in Kansas City. He went for that fake punt on Sunday. Sean McDermott has proved, yo, you can win a regular season, 
you coached your tail off to get us to this point after being six and six. However, it's not good enough. We need more. With Josh we Allen, need and, more. We need a better coach with Josh Allen as our quarterback. They have a right to move on from him, and I think he's a good coach. This is the conversation, left. This is the conversation that's going to surround Riley Leonard moving forward in this season. How much can you really apply to him when it comes to wins and losses for the Fighting Irish in 2024? Because yeah. there are some unknowns offensively. This is not like the second year of Jared Parker. This is the second coming of Mike Denbrock in Notre Dame. That's right. But how much pressure is given to Riley Leonard? How much blame will be given to Riley Leonard? Notre Dame fans are pretty loyal because, heck, most, a lot of them tried to protect Sam Hart. Oh, man. In situations. But, uh, but they went so hard, but I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. And y'all, y'all still trying to protect Josh Allen, dude. You don't have to explain the game of football to us. You don't have to do that. It's very simple. Did Josh Allen have the ball with a chance to win the game? Did he get it done? No. That's it. Did he have a receiver wide open in the end zone that he missed? Yes. And see, this is the this is see this is the thing, left that God's blessed him, and he's the God's blessed him a done. couple times. The gods blessed him. The last drive of that game is a microcosm of Josh Allen. Yeah. And possibly yeah. The, the next step he needs to take in his game. Yeah. Because it comes in moments. It's the same thing that happened at the end of the Philadelphia game in the second half. The pick six he threw and the missed throw to Gabe Davis that would have won the game. Wave was wide open. Opportunities right there for you didn't get the job done it has nothing to do with his greatness moments are afforded to you moments are going to be afforded to riley leonard riley leonard's going to have to get the job done that's he, it he has to fair or unfair that is the quarterback position in football and that is the quarterback position at notre dame He's going to have to make the big play. He's going to have to make it. We can sit up here and talk about who he's surrounded by, who he isn't surrounded by. Yo, if you're a dude, let's be honest, left. If we go look at the full rosters, Deshaun Watson beat a better team in the national championship game. Alabama had a better team than Clemson. Mm. Man, man, Depth-wise, Clemson could match up with them at the top. Well, you want to talk about what was in waiting? Alabama had a better squad. They had a better squad the previous year, and Deshaun almost beat them. Coker is not a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, but Coker made the biggest plays late in that championship game to get That's Alabama right. and Nick Saban made a great call on the onside kick because he knew they were having problems stopping Deshaun. That's right. That goes hand in hand. That's why it's new nuance. Big games, your coach has to show up, but your quarterback has to show up in big moments. Doesn't mean that Jake Coker is a better quarterback than Deshaun. Doesn't mean Deshaun threw for 400. 
because he lost that game to Jake Coker, it doesn't mean that Deshaun wasn't a dude. He just lost the game. And it's a nuanced discussion. But he came back the next year against an Alabama defense that was better than the previous year that had vowed they weren't going to let Deshaun Watson do the same thing. They were better than the previous defense of Alabama, and they vowed we're not going to let Deshaun Watson do the same thing. And Deshaun Watson came back and did the exact same thing against a better defense. He took the moment. He had the ball in his hands with a chance to win against that great Alabama defense, and he made the plays when they needed to be made. That's it. Name me one, one player off that offensive line for, for, for Clemson. And they have a great offensive line. This is why the conversation is nuanced, man. Dudes are just able to get it done. Michael Jordan, game six against Utah. Dennis Rodman acting crazy all year. Scottie Pippen can barely walk, can't give you anything. Michael Jordan got it done. He got it done. That's a great, that's a great joke, Bob. Deshaun probably did have some great massages before both of those games. That's funny. That's funny. That's that's the separator. And it's fair, man. Right? That's why Brian Kelly can be the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history and not even crack the top five of head coaches at Notre Dame. Why? Because most people question his big moments and the fact that he couldn't win one. He couldn't win a national championship. That's nice that you have all those wins, but your moment, nah, you don't have one. You didn't come up with your best with your teams in the biggest games and biggest moments. That's my whole thing with Riley Leonard, man. I worry about the young man. I worry about him really understanding what he's stepping into coming from Duke and being the quarterback in Notre Dame. Because it's not about you now having to carry the load. It's about whether or not you can make the plays in the moment. Because we don't need you to carry the load. We need you to show up in the moments. And we've seen the greats, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, you look at his stats, dude. You already know that the run game, the offensive line, the receivers, and that defense that Jimmy Johnson had, you already know Troy was carried to those Super Bowls. Go look at how he stepped up in the championship. Look at his regular season stats, and then look at his stats in the playoffs. Troy Aikman elevated his game in the moments. He elevated his game in the Super Bowls. That's... Yo, that's, I'm sorry, that's the differentiator between guys. And that's the next step. Because what you saw in that last drive is you saw Josh Allen almost give the ball away twice on that last drive. And then you saw him make great plays on that last drive. So that's that's Josh Allen. He'll make boneheaded plays and, and not take care of the football, then he'll make the spectacular play that no one else can make because of his physical talent. But what he has yet to do is that moment throw, right? And I hear what you, I know what people are saying. They're saying, yo, he had that moment throw in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead 
with 13 seconds left. You're right. You're absolutely right. He did. But he gave Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds. I don't care what Lazy Frazier called, Frazier called. I don't care that Sean McDermott didn't squib it. Whatever the situation was that was presented to Patrick Mahomes, he figured it out and gave his team a chance to win and then finished it off in overtime. That was a moment where the odds were stacked against him tremendously. And Patrick Mahomes still found a way. Those are the great ones, man. Those are the great ones. And I love Josh Allen. Would I take Josh Allen in Chicago right now? You darn right. I would ship Justin Fields to Buffalo and the first round pick this year. You could have Caleb and Justin Fields if you're going to send Josh Allen to the Chicago Bears. I'll take him right now. Right now. But I can be honest and say, yo, you played fantastic. However, your Bears going to keep him. That's what I want to know. Are the Bears going to keep Justin Fields? Yeah. It really doesn't matter, Left. I think the Bears believe that they're closer to winning than they actually are. And they believe that Caleb Williams is the final piece. That's what I believe. I believe they feel like, man, we get Caleb Williams, that's the final piece. Our offense is really going to step up. Is it delusion or are they just... Absolutely, it's delusional, dude, because the talent on the roster, dude, they're still chasing, forget the, the conference, they're still chasing two teams in their division, and Kirk Cousins might be coming back next year. Yeah. So who, are they even better than the Vikings? We're Kirk Cousins. That, I think they're delusional. I think because they got the seven wins, they feel like, oh man, we're really close. We just get we upgrade the quarterback position and make a few tweaks. No Ed, I cannot take Dak Prescott from your Cowboys. Not at 60 mil per year. No, sir. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Great show today, love. That's right. Great show today, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.